0: Now let's bring in Michael Arrone, Chief Investment Strategist at State Street Global Advisors. Hi there, Michael. So good to have you on.
1: Oh, hello. Good to be here. Appreciate it.
0: So I was looking at your notes. You say investors have set themselves up for a Powell pivot disappointment. We were just talking about that with Kevin Hanks at the top of the show. So I guess when you look at the the impressive gains that we've seen in October, is it just a head fake, just a bear market rally in your mind?
1: I'm concerned that it may be, and I think of it as the Powell pivot pain. And, And so again, I think that if I look at this rally, it's being set up on optimism that the Fed will begin to taper its aggressive monetary policy, It's, its tightening of monetary policy. And the reason why I say that, the earnings have been downright terrible. The amount, the percentage of companies beating their earnings is lower than normal. The amounts by which they're beating is lower than normal. And so I do think kind of more than anything, this is built on optimism that the Fed will begin to slow down its rate hikes. And I'm concerned that Wednesday we could get some more pile pivot pain.
0: So you don't necessarily think a, a tapering of rate hikes, maybe going from 75 to 50 in December, is warranted?
1: I actually think that the data suggests that another 75 basis points is probably likely. So the labor market data continues to be quite strong. We saw the GDP figure come in last week. And then certainly kind of through some of the financial news outlets today, it seems like to me that the Fed is suggesting, hey, there's still a lot of excess capacity, a lot of liquidity still out in the marketplace. We're not done yet. And I think as Kevin said previously, Chairman Powell has a book on his desk from Chairman Paul, former Chairman Paul Volcker called Keeping At It. He's using that phrase continuously. I expect him to use it again on Wednesday. I think that could set up the markets from some additional disappointment coming off a very strong rally here in October.
0: So what does that disappointment look like in terms of market action? Do you think that we're going back to the lows? Are we breaking through the lows? How, how much downside could be in store?
1: Uh, I don't think that we'll break through the lows. I just think that some of this rally, so as you rightly pointed out just a few minutes ago, the Dow's up, I think, close to 14% in the month of October. The S&P's up around 7 or 8% and the NASDAQ's up about 4% or so, again, prior to today's action. I think you could probably see them give back half of those gains here uh, in the, in the kind of aftermath of the FOMC announcement. And don't forget, Caroline, we pivot very quickly to the focus on jobs report on Friday. So this is setting up as a, the market's hoping for bad news is good news, meaning we would all hope, perhaps, that we see some weakness in the labor market, and I'm not sure we're going to get that either. So I do think that after a very strong few weeks between the FOMC press conference and the jobs report, I think investors will begin to rethink their optimism regarding a potential Fed pivot.
0: So let's talk about how you'd be positioning your portfolios ahead of what could be some Powell disappointment and what could be some some additional losses in store. What areas of the market look attractive to you right now?
1: So from a sector positioning perspective, I think that our sector work ultimately reflects the complexity of the environment. We like energy as a sector, and that's a late stage cyclical. We still like utilities. That's definitely a, a defensive part of the, of the market and a sector. And we also like financials, which tends to be early cyclical. So I guess in some ways by our kind of what we favor in terms of sectors, it's a little bit kind of ambiguous or it's a little bit kind of a hodgepodge. So we're positioned for almost anything. And I think what I found from investors at this point is many clients seem to be getting back to their strategic benchmarks and trying to kind of wait out some of this market volatility until they get greater clarity on the Fed's terminal rate. What is its end game? And I think that's kind of, until we get that kind of a diversified positioning makes sense. And I think that's reflected in our, ener- in our sector work, energy, utilities, and financials and what we continue to see in client portfolios in terms of getting back to their strategic benchmark weights.
0: But when I look at energy, it's up 26% in October alone, up 64% year to date. Utilities up about 2% this month and financials up about 12% this month, still down about 13% year to date. So you're looking at upside potential there from here. You'd be comfortable putting money to work right, right now.
1: And all of them, yes. And energy is interesting because I think a lot of investors wonder, did I miss the boat? It's up so much. Have I missed it? And from our perspective, what's been happening with the volatility as it relates to energy stocks is concerns about demand destruction, a global recession, but rather, I think from our perspective, the stock still traded about eight times forward earnings, very cheap. Those earnings are growing at, at an incredible rate, especially compared to all the other sectors. They're returning capital to shareholders both dividends and share buybacks so they're not doing m a they're not doing wild capital expenditures in terms of kind of gas oil and gas exploration and if i look at that relative to kind of capacity coming online i still think it remains constrained which should keep prices high and i think fundamentally that continues to favor a position in energy last quick thing here flows in energy are surprisingly kind of negative as it relates to ETF sector energy ETF flows. So you would imagine if, that, if sentiment was wildly over-optimistic or positive, you'd see significant inflows into energy ETFs. That's not what we're observing. So we still think there's more room to run here.
0: All right. We have to leave it there, but appreciate your sector picks. Michael Aroni, Chief Investment Strategist at State Street Global Advisors. Thanks so much. Thank you.